Hello and welcome to another episode of the Just Some Magic podcast. I am your host Morgan and here on Just Some Magic, we like to share people's most magical moments in and out of the theme park. So whether you're counting down your days till your next vacation or you're on your way to work wishing to be going to more magical place, this is the podcast for you. Today's guest is not only an amazing runner, but also a huge Marvel fan in honor of Global Running Day, which was yesterday, and the new Loki series coming to Disney Plus in six days. We have an amazing story from Shelby. We talk all things Disney and Universal and the very unique way that we met each other. We have episodes every Monday and Thursday, so be sure to subscribe so you never miss a single episode. And lastly, if you have a magical moment that you would like to share, please go to justsomemagic.com and click on the share your magic button. I can't wait to read all of your stories, but now on with the show. I am so excited to have this guest on. In my eyes, she's a Marvel fan, a run Disney expert, and dinosaur lover. Today we have Shelby. Hi, Shelby. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> it's so great. I'm so excited to have you on. I've been wanting you on for quite a while because you are just an avid park goer and we just have so much in common and so much to talk about. And you actually have your own podcast too. I do. Yeah. And I'm just glad that we got to actually do this because timing just always felt like it was against us. Like it literally always felt like it was against us. And we've been trying to like get on each other's podcast for quite a while. And I'm going to be on her podcast and we're going to talk Disney princesses. So Definitely look out for that. Definitely going to like deep dive into the evolution of princess. Is that what we decided? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah pretty much from start to finish, it might be a little bit of a surprise. But yes, my podcast, 321 Play, is going to do a Disney princess episode. We're going to talk about the significance of Disney princesses, why they're such a huge product for Disney, why they matter, and then just kind of like break down the history of them, how we started with Snow White and how we got to Raya. It's going to be so good. I think I think it's such a cute story. If you could explain why your podcast name is 321 Play, because oh, it's okay. such a cute story. Oh, thank you. So my boyfriend Hamilton and I started dating long distance, and we're both huge movie fans. And so because we're long distance, the easiest kind of date night for us to do virtually is a movie night. And so whenever we start a movie, we'll queue it up and then we'll just sit with like each other on FaceTime and then we'll have the screens in front of us. And here I will say three, two, one play and we'll play. So that was how we came up with the idea for the podcast. They are so knowledgeable, you guys, of movies. So if you are huge movie buffs and it's not just like they know the actors, they know the directors, they know everything about everyone and genres. And you guys are just so versatile. Like, yes, like I have a Disney podcast and we met through Disney and Universal, but <laughs> you're, you know, everything. And I love it. I love we it. We are just nerds who are really great at pub trivia. That's, that's good. 
kind of what it is. We oh. watch a lot of movies and we're who you want on our teams for pub trivia. You know? Yes, I was going to say, we need to find something in Orlando and I will be on the same team for sure. Oh I, my gosh, I yes. We totally should. <laughs> um, but how Shelby and I met was a very interesting story. So I'll say my perspective of it because <laughs> I kind of initiated it. And then Shelby, I want your perspective of it too. Okay. <laughs> So normally when you meet somebody online, you meet them online, you talk, and then eventually you'll meet up in the parks one day after kind of getting to know them. Well, I was, it was December. It was actually two days before my birthday. And I was with my friend Chelsea and her annual pass, her universal annual pass wouldn't allow her to go into the other park. But for my Queenie, I was going to say Disney bound, but universal bound, I wanted pictures in like the New York area, kind of where the movie's based off of. And I wanted some cute little looks in that, that area. So I had to go over by myself. I took the train and I got off and, you know, I was like, oh, I could set my phone up here like that's not really working I'm gonna do some selfies and I'm like oh but I, I had the cute pink coat on like I was really like proud of my outfit it was a cute outfit it was super cute <laughs> thank you and I looked around and I'm like okay tourist tourist and I looked and I saw uh Shelby and I'm like she looks about my age she looks like she would know what she's doing if I handed her an iPhone <laughs> let me just go up and ask. And I was like worried you were going to say no or like you didn't have time. I was like totally prepared for that. And I go and I ask you and I'm like, hi, would you mind helping me like take a couple of pictures? Like I didn't want to take too much of your time. I was like so apologetic. And I was like, can you please help me? My friends at the other park, like I need help. And you did. <laughs> and uh, and it was so great. And the picture turned out so great. It, it was the most random thing because I was at the park by myself on what well, was it, like a Saturday or a Sunday. Yes, yes. And I was in a Slytherin hoodie, which is normally the deterrent for people to talk because it's like oh <laughs> she's like she's a Slytherin we'll pass um <laughs> I'll go find a Hufflepuff <laughs> yeah just find a puff for a Ravenclaw and so I was just kind of like chilling out I was waiting for a friend to get there I think and so I maybe had like two and a half possibly three drinks in me <laughs> by the time <laughs> this like girl comes up to me in a full queenie outfit and I'm like is it is it spiffy saturdays like in my brain i'm like is it spiffy saturdays and did i just completely miss it or like what is going on and you like rambled out the story about that your friend wasn't able to meet you and i felt really bad and i was like okay well i'm i'll be the instagram like instagram boyfriend you know quote unquote right yes, now and just yes. take like a bunch of pictures and you were like, oh my gosh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I think we just like swapped handles and yes. and then started following each other like that. And then what was the next thing? You were like wanting to do run Disney stuff. Yes, because it was January of 2020 and you were doing Dopey. Yeah. And well, I had friends that did the 10K and it was awesome. My friends were the two people that were Mickey hands. Which was the most insane costume I have ever. <laughs> ever seen like I would have been miserable and I, I I occasionally do costumes but like I'm not gonna run in a giant Mickey glove I don't want to think about the sweat that, that oh yes pulled. they they had, they had little fans in there and it was only a 10k so six miles isn't 
terrible, but it's quite a while. And I went and cheered them on to kind of like, you know, prep for my princess one in February. And I was like, oh, wait, Shelby does run Dizzy. Let me reach out to her and see if she's running. And I look at your Instagram and you had the best costumes. Like, I remember you did the girl from the Country Bears who the, oh, the Tears. Yeah. Oh, what uh, is the song? Tears will be the chaser for your wine, which is like, yes, I love the Country Bears. <laughs> my dream would be to get two other girls to run with me so that we could be the Beulah Bubbles and yes. oh my gosh, the other one that always gets dumped. Um, like, that's what I want to do. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. The guys that turned me on turned me down. Yes. <laughs> gladly do it, but can we please not do a full marathon? Because I haven't done that one yet. No, you're good. <laughs> we'll stick to a 10K. <laughs> well, baby steps, baby steps. But then you did Aerosmith for like one of the other races, and mm-hmm. that was awesome. I did a, it was like a poster board front, mm-hmm. and it was, I did like a front and back, and it just kind of like hung over my shoulders. So the front half was the front of the ride vehicle because I used to work at Rock and Roller Coaster when I did my CP. Oh. Wait, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I got to come and bring you on for a whole nother episode. Oh, oh my feel gosh. Free. That's so cool. It's fine. I can tell you about when Steven Tyler broke into our break room. It was amazing. Wait, were you there? Yeah. I opened the door for him. What? That is so cool. Yeah. That was such a cool ride. Oh, what a ride to get. It was fantastic. And like my previous two college programs, I had, I did Stitch Complex and then like I did Disney oh. Quest. And so for me to go from like... <laughs> Kind of the two worst. Although I will say, being on Stitch Rotation, I got to work the People Mover, which is the best ride <gasps> at Magic Kingdom. Yes. And I, I just, I love her so much. But yeah, to go from like kind of that crap <laughs> to Rock and Roll Coaster was, mm-hmm. was a crazy kind of transition. You served your time. It was put in good karma <laughs> for you I to did. get Rock and Roll Coaster. <laughs> but yeah, so you did Rock and Roll Coaster for your run Disney. You're dopey. Yeah. And can you explain really quickly for those that haven't listened to Kirsten's episode, what a dopey run is for run Disney? Sure. So Dopey Weekend only happens on Marathon Weekend because Marathon Weekend is the only one that does a marathon. So it's a challenge where you do the 5K, 10K, half and full marathons subsequently. So it's a lot. It's four early mornings of like waking up at 2 a.m. and dragging your body out of bed. I always felt really bad for the people that were trying to be super helpful after the half marathon because they were like, you're over halfway there. And in terms of races, yeah, you are. You've got three out of four done. But in terms of mileage, you don't actually uh-huh. hit the halfway mark until like two and a half miles in to the full marathon. Oh, oh my goodness. And so it was miserable. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And you did it. It was out your first one in 2020? It was the first time I'd ever done Dopey. Yeah. It was my third full marathon I think at that point I don't even know what number half marathon and like 10k that was yeah all the mileage is blurred together it runs together <laughs> so I think what happened was yeah I reached out to Shelby because we were watching the marathon people so this is day four for Shelby she's already ran a billion miles and had a billion more to go and there's a little little quick little dip into Hollywood studios. And so we had the best spots and we were sitting next to the citizens of Hollywood and they were just commentating on all the runners running by. And it was so much fun. And like the little flirty girl, Evie Starlight, one of the citizens would be like, Oh my gosh, it's a great day to be single ladies. All the shirtless men running around. (laughs) Like from a runner's perspective at that point in the race, they are so 
nice to hear like it's so refreshing to see them on the course because you're like you're close but they make you laugh and like laughing when you're in that much pain at that point is just everything (laughs) (laughs) and it's towards the very end of the race isn't it that little Mm -hmm. dip into Hollywood oh yeah it was so fun so we had a great time just kind of sitting and watching the runners and stuff and then in prep for my first ever race in my entire life in February for the princess half marathon, I was like reaching out to Shelby and I was like, what do I do? What do I wear? Like, what do you recommend? And so her and Kirsten from crowd athletics, again, on a former episode, both helped me out tremendously. And that's kind of where our friendship kind of grew. And we just kept in touch ever since. Yeah. It's been so weird. And now you live like 25 minutes from me, which is crazy. Yes. You guys, we were going to record in person in my quote unquote studio. (laughs) I say that in quotations, but I lost the cord to my second mic and so we're doing this virtually, but one day, one day, maybe I'll come one to you day. and we'll record your podcast together in person. <laughs> yes, that would be great. So Shelby knows a lot about a lot. We haven't even touched on the universal side, but you love dinosaurs and Marvel, which is both in Disneyland and Universal, but it's like vintage Marvel. Oh, over yeah. at Universal. It's, it's classic. <laughs> we were talking before about Velocicoaster and how Shelby's going to do it Friday. So look out for a listener story on Friday from Shelby. I got a whole episode geared up for that when it opens, which it technically has kind of been open for a month. Like, yeah, but they, they have to do it on like the 10th because the 11th is Jurassic Park's birthday. So it's just like a weird kind of like I know that they teed it up, but I didn't I don't think they expected to be in soft open for so long. (laughs) Oh, for sure. And it's been going pretty smoothly, like other than like weather delays. It hasn't been breaking down that much. All the effects seem to be consistent. So it's definitely good prep because I think Hagrid's was the most recent coaster and they had a lot of problems when opening. They had so many issues. You were living here. Yeah, I think it was like a... So I was texting some of my friends who were attempting to do Hagrid's on opening day and it was like 10 hour wait. Just they run at like maybe 20% capacity of their, like the ride vehicles that were on. So that ride accommodates for like 12 trains and they only Mm -hmm. had maybe four going oh like three or four gosh and everybody wants to do it yeah yeah velocicoaster is running smoothly guys so june 10th will be on the lookout it's gonna be great and shelby's gonna do it friday it's gonna be so much fun and you're gonna see your dinosaurs gonna see my baby girls girls. i'm gonna i told this to shelby i highly recommend re-watching if you haven't already jurassic world and seeing blue charlie Delta and Echo and they're all four raptors in the movie and you're wondering who Alpha is and it's Chris Pratt's character Owen Grady and he's in the ride too same with Claire Deering who is played by Bryce Dallas Howard okay one quick thing though I want to pick your brain have you seen what they did over at Universal Hollywood to their (sighs) Jurassic Park ride which is now Jurassic World I have do you want that to come here I'm so torn. I'm so torn because I love the Indominus. I think she should have. I here's how I think the Jurassic World should have ended. They should have just killed the humans and made the next one only about dinosaurs, no humans at all. Uh, (laughs) But I I really wanted it to be this like you know maybe Owen and Claire were able to get off the island, but I really wanted the Indominus to win. Because she Mm -hmm. is like not only the apex predator, but she's really smart and Blue's also really smart. So I kind of wanted this like 
Indominus versus a uh, blue kind of situation Ooh, where they would have to like yeah. fight it out for control of the island. Ooh. That wasn't what happened and it's okay. Okay. So before we get into the questions, Shelby, would you like to give us a little teaser of what your story is you're going to be sharing today? Sure. I'll keep it short and sweet and to the point. I'm here to talk about everyone's favorite man of mischief and an interaction I had with said man of mischief. Uh, because his show is coming on Disney Plus very soon. And yes. I'm very excited. Have you been like dying since they announced they were going to do Loki? I've been dying since they announced like some of the phase four would go to Disney Plus. Like every single Marvel announcement has just been me dying. But with Loki especially, it, it's one that I am super interested in because there's not a lot of foundation in the comics. You know, Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision both had really strong ties to comics. Loki, they could pull whatever they wanted. And so as a comic book fan, I have no idea what they're going to do. And that makes me really happy. Oh, that's so exciting. Yes. And during WandaVision, there was a lot of speculation of, oh, they could go this route, this route, or references Mm -hmm. to comics. And like, sometimes it did, sometimes it didn't. I'm not as familiar with the comics. I'm more Marvel Cinematic Universe side. But I love that you have the comic book background and stuff. So it just means that much more to you. Oh, yeah. It meant a lot of like fan theories went into the trash very quickly. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I was was that person who was like, Mephisto has to be in WandaVision vision because it happens in the comics and then like that never happened and it was like a womp womp kind of situation but Loki I have no idea and I don't think anyone really does it'll be great it'll be unpredictable just like he is exactly excited so we're airing this episode six days before Loki comes out so guys be stoked to watch it this will just get you pumped for it if if it's not out already by the time you guys are listening to this but before we get into her story let's ask her some questions so y'all can get to know her a little bit more we know she loves marvel dinosaurs and running a lot (laughs) but my first question is why do you love disney i was always a disney kid my granddad gave me my first set of VHSs, which were Snow White, Beauty and the Beast, and Black Cauldron. Oh, scary. Right. So me as a like an infant watching Black Cauldron, my mom was yelling at my granddad, like, what did you do? <laughs> and he was like, I don't know. She's fine with it. <laughs> Wait, you weren't scared of it? No, I saw a lot of like scary films way too young Jurassic Park being one of them and I was totally fine it just it never scarred me there you go built up a tolerance yes <laughs> yeah because I love Disney like we would always go to Disney World pretty much every summer my sister and I were growing up I've got video of me it's one of my favorite like childhood videos of me but my nose is like pressed up against Minnie's oven because you know we used to have a Toontown in Walt Disney World and that was my mom's favorite place to take us because we could just run around but my mom thought the aesthetic was the cutest thing in the world and so there's a video of me just like nose pressed up against the glass and the cake kept like rising and then the timer would go off and it would fall and like I was fascinated because I was like where did this cake go this cake was fully done is no one gonna get like get this out of the oven pondering as a kid yeah I just loved it yeah I I loved Walt Disney World and spent a lot of summers there as a kid and I just kind of always grew up watching the movies it was a fun escape I loved the storytelling it just it all kind of melded into a part of my childhood that I really can't separate from and which Disney parks have you visited so you mentioned Disney World so I'm assuming all the four here yeah all four here um Disneyland and DCA 
And then um, I studied abroad in college and got to spend a long weekend in Paris. So Disneyland (gasps) Paris. And I'm itching to get back over there. Girl, me too. Well, I've never been, but I would love to go there because that's where the real Sleeping Beauty castle is. It's so pretty. Oh my gosh. I'm going to die. I'm literally going to die. I'm going (laughs) to... You're good. It literally all looks like it's out of the pages of a fairy tale. Like not just the movie, like... If you took the story art from Sleeping Beauty and they just never processed it, like that's what it feels like. It's very watercolor. Mm-hmm. Like the trees are in these weird like squares yes. and circles and just it's gorgeous. I love the square trees. It's just back to the art of I- Ivan Earl. Like I don't know a lot about a lot of movies, but I know a lot about that movie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> like once we get to your podcast and talk about Sleeping Beauty, we're going to be there for a minute. So you That's might okay. need to get some stuff out. <laughs> that is okay. Okay. So speaking of favorite characters and stuff, not necessarily your favorite character, but what character do you most identify with that you're most similar to? Or like, are we including Marvel or are we just doing... Like, are Marvel oh, Star Wars involved? Anything Disney has that dip their toes in, yes. Oh, okay. You- and Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. Ooh, okay. And why do you say her? Outside of the comics, when they – I knew that they did her justice in the movie because when she wakes up and she can't sleep, she, like, wakes up yon Rog and, like, you want to fight? Because, like, she just processes things the same way mm-hmm. I do, which is, like – I'm stressed and I can't sleep. I'm going to the gym and I'm throwing heavy weight or I'm going like I'm doing something and I just love her a whole lot. (laughs) I just relate to like her quick temper and her passion for everyone in her life and like protecting the people that she loves. I was going to say like even being your friend and you know seeing what you post on Instagram and stuff, you are very passionate about things and you're very protective and always fighting for what's right and nothing's going to stop you and I definitely can see the tie into Carol Danvers for sure. Oh, also going back to Carol Danvers, um you're a freaking superhero for doing dopey, so there's that too. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Not every <laughs> Normal humans can't do that. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, I guess like non-superhero, more standard Disney. Belle has always been my girl. I also, <sighs> Sadness is another one for me from Inside Out. I love her. How do you relate to her? You're not always sad, are you? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. But what, I, <laughs> what I loved about Inside Out is that it just like, it took these con- like complex concepts and like boiled them down for kids, which is great. But what's amazing is that the whole mood of the story is that you realize that Joy is actually kind of the villain in this. Oh, thousand percent. And but without you know without sadness, she can't exist. And sadness mm-hmm. is just so she's so grounded and she so like understands kind of what's going on. And not that I'm a negative person, but like. I'm typically really grounded. I'm not the optimist of my friend group. My friends know this about me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a very she... kind of like straightforward cynic. <laughs> and, and sadness is physically grounded too when yeah. she's being dragged <laughs> around by joy. You want to know what I looked like the last five miles of dopey? It was that. I just wanted <laughs> someone to drag me. Please <laughs> I didn't just grab do it. my leg. Oh my <laughs> goodness. take me. Sidebar story. Years ago during Pixar Fest, I got me and two other girls to do Joy, Sadness, and Disgust. And I wore this cute little blue t-shirt dress. I had my hair up and I had these glasses similar to Sadness. And it was a cute little outfit. And I was like, you know, we could take, we took cute pictures. And I'm like, you guys, 
I got to do the sadness pose. And I laid down on the ground. My one friend that was dressed as Joy grabbed my foot all happy. And I just pouted the whole time for all the pictures. And my mom was like, I don't like you dressing sad. And I'm just like, but I had to commit to the character. Okay. If it makes you feel better, I did the exact same thing. But (gasps) during my CP, there were five of us. So we did have, we had the full five. And one of my roommates, Chris, was from Boston. So she was anger. Oh, perfect. (laughs) She like just was anger. My friend Erin was joy um, because she is literally joy. Uh, I was sadness. My friend Christina was disgust. And then our roommate Rebecca was fear. Fear. And so we we did like the full movie cover in front of the castle. And then we wrote Splash Mountain and we all like were our emotions. For the picture. (laughs) For the picture. So Erin's like. Aaron's in the back with her arms up and I'm just like really sad. And Christina's my favorite one because of fear. She just is like panicked, but she also genuinely hates the drop. <laughs> so she's oh, like, no. she's not acting. Okay, please send me that picture. I need to see it and I'll put it side by side with with uh, my um inside out picture Disney found. That's so fun. Yes. Oh my gosh. That is incredible. So you're like sadness, but you're not sad. You're just very grounded and yeah. have sympathy for people and just kind of see what how they're feeling in the core. Like I love that moment with sadness is talking to Bing Bong. Gosh, that it's one just, is so good. Getting emotional just thinking about that movie. It's <laughs> <laughs> in the feels. Oh, all the feels. Um, okay. My next question is now you've worked multiple attractions but what is your dream ride to get stuck on slash evac oh okay so it has always been spaceship earth yes it has always been spaceship earth um because just imagine walking you get to walk down through all of those set pieces like and it for for everybody who doesn't know how spaceship earth is set up it is a big loop that goes up very slightly and then by the time you get to like the globe room, you you know, you go back down backwards. I want to get stuck, you know, like with Foxy Brown. That's where I want to get yes. stuck. Because if you yes. get stuck at that point, then you walk back down through all of the scenes. Oh, yeah. That's like my I... dream evac. Okay, let's try to keep going on it together and we'll try to keep getting stuck. <laughs> Just pray that it happens. We get stuck at a good part. And like, I don't even care. Tell me if you do. I don't care how many stairs I have to walk down. Like, no, I'll do it. No, no. <laughs> I, I, I don't care. I will walk down as many flights of stairs if I can just like go see all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And the thing is too, each of these showrooms are so tall. Yeah. And that's what I don't, I can't like comprehend is yes, this ball is huge that it's in, but like, I, I don't understand how all of these set pieces can slightly have just like, like you said, the little slight incline to mm-hmm. fit all of this. And like, I don't understand I need to see it. I need to see it with the lights on. I need to see it. I need to walk around. Oh, okay. Yep. This is going to be our mission. (laughs) We'll just bring a bunch of trash and just see if we can like elbow it, you know, (laughs) nonchalantly. And we'll see if we can hit off any intrusion mats. Uh, If any spaceship or cast members are listening, we didn't do it. We We didn't didn't do do it. it. Don't be suspicious. Don't, Don't be, be suspicious. suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> I I did have a friend lose his Ray Bans on them because he was like looking up and tilted his head back and it slid off the back of his head and it went on one of the links 
And he was like, oh, I'll get it at the end of the ride. And I'm like, and it was his first time going on the ride. I'm like, dude, you might want to turn around and try to reach for them. And I mean, you're not supposed to do that. And he looked and he didn't reach down, but they were already gone. Yeah. And I was like, that was that was rough. But yeah. So something bigger than sunglasses to break the ride. For sure. Find some heavy water bottles. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Um, my next question is this is I just made this up right now. But if you could run through any part of Disney, like what would be your dream route to run around Walt Disney World slash Disneyland? What would you want to see behind the scenes? Because you get to see a lot. For those that don't know, you get to see so much during Run Disney Race. It's phenomenal. It's so nice. I have always loved the courses the half marathon courses that go through animal kingdom and Morgan, I'm so excited for you to do one of the like non magic kingdom half marathons Mm -hmm. when they bring those back, because the courses through animal kingdom, you hit Dak early enough to where the animals are just starting to wake up and you run the backside of the train line. And so you kind of get to see the rhinos when they are like getting up, you get to see animal services with them working, you know, you run by Timbo house, which is the elephant house. And so you get to see a couple of them. I've always wanted to try and see Stella, but she's normally like still asleep with her mom. So I'm like, all right, I'll see the bigger elephants. It's fine. I see it. My problem would be I would stop there and not finish the race. (laughs) It smells. Trust me, you don't stop for long because it does smell really bad. Like, okay, okay. (laughs) It's not like they it's it's the morning they are doing their business <laughs> i had their morning coffee <laughs> morning coffee's there it's going through everything is fine nature is healing <laughs> but i've always wanted them to extend the course back into i know they'll never do it by the resorts but i've always wanted to run through dak lodge because mm. you got so much more of the safari through there and i know there are a lot of service roads that mm-hmm. go through not that I want to like run through the animal enclosures but I kind of do and I wouldn't be mad at it so <laughs> I mean if something's chasing you you'll just run faster right <laughs> you know? like is the white rhino gonna come for me that's fine I just we'll, we'll bring it on we'll maybe start the race in the when you're fresh not towards right. the end to have that yeah. run go through there. <laughs> they should rename it like running with the not the bulls but just like running with the animals in the morning yeah but like if not that i think galaxy's edge would be you know for the star wars races that would just be the natural progression because like going through hollywood studios you really just zip up the backside of the phantasmic theater run mm-hmm. down run down sunset and then you're out the park like you don't you don't get to see toy story land you don't get to see galaxy's edge you really don't get to see much of studios you just zip out. And so Galaxy's Edge would be like my number two. Yeah. And that's such a fun, immersive park that like it would definitely take you out mentally of the running and stuff. Yeah. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So this is a question I haven't asked in a while. But what is a snack that you wish would be in the theme parks? And if you could, would you make it Mickey shaped? If there was a way to make Tonga Toast Mickey shaped and put it in like Animal Kingdom. I would tell us what that is. Okay, Tonga Toast is the most amazing thing in the world, and they sell it at the Polynesian. And I'm not quite sure what is in it, uh, other than just pure magic and sugar, a lot of sugar (laughs) and a lot of carbs. (laughs) Um, But it's like it's just like a square kind of pineapple-y pastry. I don't know how to how to describe it. It's like French toast on crack. Sounds delicious. But you can only get it at the Polynesian. And I'm like, 
you can't just put this over in Animal Kingdom and call it something different and let yeah, people or Adventureland, like just to yeah. go across the little lake. Like, come on, it's one something, you know. And I don't have to make a reservation anytime I want Tonga Toast, but it's it's really really good. And you would make it Mickey shaped, like maybe if they made it and put it in a Mickey waffle, like maker. Like I haven't had this, I don't quite know what it looks like, but put it in a mickey waffle makers uh, put it in the shape and call it a day it would, yeah I, they could they could like kind of because it's kind of a cube it literally is just like ah. a straight up cube um so i think i think they could probably just like put a cute little mickey shaped cutter around it and then just sell it and i everything tastes better if it's mickey shaped in my opinion oh for so. sure and the as pastries they make a lot of things mickey shaped like over in disneyland they have mickey shaped beignets they have mickey shaped everything so i feel like they could they can do that. They can sure. totally do it. Perfect. Okay, I'm gonna ask you this one. If you were an enchanted object at the Beast Castle, what enchanted object would you be and why? Um, I would like to be I should have been more prepared because I do love this question. No, um, you're good, you're good. And Belle's your favorite. So I know, and there are so many. Cause like I love the footstool you're... because he's the dog, right? But I don't want to yes. be the footstool and I don't want to yeah. be Babette because I'm not a clean person. So I feel like me as a feather duster would just be <laughs> not horrible it would be terrible uh like me as a vacuum cleaner no I'm not a good vacuum cleaner I'm like probably a blender oh okay in the kitchen I think the stove is one of my favorite characters and you get to hang around with like Miss Potts all day and chip Mm -hmm. is the beast really going to use a blender i feel like the beast maybe does like protein smoothies oh for sure i mean he's ripped yeah he's shredded so i would just talk to him about fitness and stuff we could bro it up be like oh i mixed you a little concoction today sir like it's it's fine it's got some bananas got some whey protein got a little bit of spinach but you won't taste it dude it's totally fine (laughs) (laughs) perfect oh my gosh she's like why is it green oh don't worry about it don't worry about it don't ask questions but i also i just think the stove is so funny so i just (laughs) Like, I feel like the kitchen is where all of the really colorful characters are, and that's mm-hmm. where I'd, I'd want to be. Yes, and they're kind of like tucked away from the beast, so they can be a little more free with their personalities instead of like kind of oh, being on yeah. guard when the beast is I, around and trying not to make him mad. Totally with Lumiere on the whole, like, who cares what the master wants? We're not going <laughs> to let this girl starve. Like, I want to be part of the team who's making the BR guest sequence. You know, it's just so, yes. so huge and so crazy. Okay. My next question is, okay, what do you do currently for work? If um, I currently work as a content and social media marketer um, for an agency in Maitland. So what I do is that I work with clients to create like a content marketing strategy, help them get their messaging out there, help them get their products out there. I write blogs for them. I will write their social media posts. I'll work with them to make sure they're their advertising works. I need to hire you. <laughs> I don't have any money, but I need to hire you. <laughs> it's it's so much fun because like I work with clients who are in just the most random industries. Like I work with schools, but I also work with like telecommunications companies and mm. pest control. And it's just a smorgasbord of clients. And so oh. I'm always doing something totally new and totally interesting and I really kind of get to be a jack of all trades. That would be so fun because it's like every day you're doing something different, even though it is the same. Like you can do a dog groomer one day and a restaurant the next. And yeah. oh, 
That'd be so fun. All right. The reason I asked that is because which character would you want to be a coworker with you? So say a coworker that was working on this marketing plan for mm. a company, a random company, maybe a castle company, a construction castle company. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I know exactly who I'm picking and it's Edna Mode. <gasps> oh, Yes. Now, do you think she'd be a good coworker or a good boss? <laughs> I think she well, I think she'd be great at both. I feel like she's always so honest with her feedback, which is what I want. Like I always am the type of person who I just want direct feedback, even if it's constructive mm-hmm. criticism. If you're gonna tell me yes. something's not working, it's not working, we're gonna pull it and we're gonna keep going. Because she's always so like thoughtful and forward thinking. You know, never look back, darling. You know, I love that. Yes. When she's showing Mrs. Incredible all of the families thing, she's like, oh, I already made one for everybody. And the baby, since we don't know his powers, we, you know, we got the fireproof and this, that, the other. And it's <laughs> yeah. just like, like you said, she thinks above and beyond what she is capable of. <laughs> and like her on a project, a client would be like, I didn't even think of that. And she'd be like, yes, darling, I know. That's why I thought of it for you. You know, like it's just. Yes. No capes. Amazing. No capes. <laughs> no capes. But she's also not. We don't afraid. use my space anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right. She wouldn't be afraid to tell a client that's not going to work at, at all <laughs> under any situation. <laughs> I'm trying to think of another old social media app. Oh, that'd be so good. Man, I want to see this whole play out. I bet it'd be like a cool little office TV show with you and Edna. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'd have to be like, no, you can't be that mean to people. You know? (laughs) It's like, I'll talk to the client. You just give me the notes you want me to tell them. (laughs) Right. Right. Oh my goodness. Well, Shelby, thank you so much for answering all these questions. We've definitely gone off the rails, but I love it. I love it. But now I'll let you get into your most magical moment with the God of Mischief. All right. So this one kind of combines my love of Marvel with my love of Run Disney. Basically became one of the most amazing experiences I ever had at Disneyland. And so this all started because my friend Carmen, who's like my big sister figure, reached out to me and she said, hey, I know you've been running, but do you want to run at Disneyland for my 30th birthday? And I just, without thinking, was like, I've never been to Disneyland before. Yes, I'll do it. Where do I sign up? How much yeah. <laughs> She was like, well, it's also Marvel themed if that influences your decision at all. And I said, I already said yes. Why did you just upsell it to me? Like now I have to come up with a costume and I'm just like crying now. I didn't know it at the time because Disney run Disney announced it a couple months later, uh, but it wound up being the last race that Disneyland ever hosted for their run Disney, which is so sad, Uh, but it was for the, the infinity gauntlet challenge. Was that the same year that Infinity War came out? So there was like a people knew Infinity Gauntlet and Thanos, no. et cetera. So oh. they, they were building off of it. It really kind of was for the comic book nerds because ah. in the previous years, their challenge medal was a gauntlet. And on the back of the medal was a stone, one of the Infinity Stones. Oh, and so that's the whole, so cool. It's so sick. So like the whole shtick is that you run every year of the challenge and then you get all the stones. And I think the intent was that it led up to whatever the big like final phase push would have been. But because of, you know, Disneyland canceling their run Disney and because of the restraints that Marvel has with Walt Disney World here, 
they just kind of had to kill the series. No, I, it's so I didn't sad. Know this existed. <laughs> no, I want it to happen. <laughs> so this would have been in like 2017. So I think the movie that was about to come out might have been maybe the second Guardians because Star Lord yeah. and Gamora were out. But like the themes and the medals, the 10K was Thor and Loki, and then it, so it was kind of similar to to how Walt Disney World structures their Star Wars weekends is that mm-hmm. it's almost like you're training for an event. And so mm-hmm. they're training to get you to join the Avengers with each race. So you wake up for the 5K, you're in phase one training, 10K is phase two, and then the half marathon is your phase three final mission. Final boss battle. Final yes. boss battle. Ooh. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah. So I was like, well, I've never, you know, run a race before. And I know I'm running the half marathon with her, but I was like, what's another six miles? I'll do the challenge. That looks like fun. (laughs) And ran the 10K as Hulk. So I had like the foam Hulk hands and I had like a, I had purple shorts and a green um, like tank top. Yes. I think I've seen pictures on your Instagram and (laughs) you're so so cute. And then for the half, I, mind you, Captain Marvel had not come out, but I knew like, I think they had just approved her like confirmed that that movie was eventually coming and I was like mom can you make me a Captain Marvel t-shirt she was like who and I was like Captain Marvel and I was like throwing comic books at her and she was like here you go mom and so my mom sewed me like a custom tank top because like Captain Marvel merchandise just didn't exist not like it does today yeah now it now it's everywhere I was like mom thank you Uh, so I ran the half as as Carol I was just so excited to like be in the, the environment and, you know, seeing Disneyland for the first time running through it is overwhelming. Wait, so you didn't do a park day quite yet before or that, that was like your first time ever in Disney? We landed at John Wayne and I took a an Uber to, we were staying at the Disneyland resort mm-hmm. because for Carmen's birthday, her parents, it was a party. <laughs> so yeah, splurged and, yeah, they nice splurged and got oh, us the nice see. hotel. And I was like, this is insane. So we did a couple hours at Disneyland, but I had not seen DCA. And so ah, the 10K okay. course, the 10K course runs you through the backside of Cars Land. And so Fun. like before the sun was even coming up, like it was just barely light. I'm running through Radiator Springs and my mouth is just like my jaws on the floor. And it had all the Christmas decorations because um, it was in November. And I was like, this is the most insane thing I've ever seen in my whole life. Yes. And Cars Land, for those that haven't been, like this has been around for quite a while. So before Galaxy's Edge, before Avengers Campus and Cars Land is extremely immersive. It is pulled right from the movie. Like if Cars was a live action, you'd think they'd filmed it there. That's how great it looks. And I was just like floored by the the lighting and the neon. And so you got these Christmas decorations and neon. So I was just like overwhelmed uh, entirely by running through uh, DCA. Goodness. And then the sun coming up over Cadillac Mountain. like, oh, yeah. And then hitting Pixar Pier. Or, well, uh, it was Paradise Pier at the time. It only had mm-hmm. gone through refurb. And I was just like, this is so stupid pretty right now. And so I was trying to take pictures with my phone. But the problem is that I had those stupid Hulk hands. So anytime I wanted a picture, I'd have to like take my hand out of the sweaty glove and like take a selfie. Uh. <laughs> like, put the glove back on and run. <laughs> So after the 10K, we kind of planned for us to really hit up all of the 
Marvel characters because we knew after the half it was going to be really busy at DCA trying to get everybody. Mm-hmm. Wanted to see Spider-Man and Cap and, and Thor and Loki. And my rule of thumb with all run Disney races is that if I cannot meet the character in the park, I will stop. That is a great rule for sure. Like I only stop for really rare outfits. Like I stopped for Shun Yu for Princess because he's never out. I'm like, what are you, you know, what are you doing here? This is so ridiculous. He's scary. I ran right past him during Princess. I was like, nope. (laughs) He's big. Before you dive into more, can you explain the character situation a little bit more during the Run Disney races that for those that don't know, but love characters? Because I didn't quite understand how it worked and I'm a big character person. Yeah. And and it also, if you're a runner who's focused on time, it affects that too. So it's all like a mental math game. So there's Mm -hmm. a, a rule at Run Disney where if you get passed by the balloon ladies who always are at the very back, they are women who walk, who power walk every race with like balloons tied to their their backs or their wrist. They're the nicest ladies ever, but everyone is afraid of the balloon ladies because if they pass you, that means you can be swept from the course. And what that means is that a very nice person in like a bike or a bus will say, hey, you're not moving fast enough to finish this within the allotted time. We need you to get on the bus and you're going to make like, we're going to drive you to the finish line, which is the most embarrassing thing. Yeah, and that's the final boss is the balloon lady. Right, the final boss is actually the balloon ladies. It's not the finish line. It's, it's the balloon ladies. Forget Thanos. It's the balloon lady. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the, the 10K, and I like heard of the balloon ladies, but you have to keep that in mind because like for the 10K, I stopped for Gamora and Star-Lord together. The, the cast member who was at the end of the line was like, just so everyone knows, the balloon ladies are 30 minutes out. You are at risk of being swept if you stay in this line. Like they're really honest They'll let you know, you know, if you don't want to get swept, this character meet and greet is not worth it. You know, and sometimes people will make decisions. They'll, if it's a character they really, really want, sometimes they'll risk it. Like I stayed in line because I knew that I could run fast enough to catch up. Like I wasn't walking. I was, I was running pretty fast. I was just at the back of the pack because I'd never done a race before. So Disney, for those of you that don't know, if you've never run a run Disney race, Disney will put you in the last corral. So you're the last group of people to go which means everyone in front of you is either finished or already in line for a character. And so it gets really crowded. Yeah. And the reason they do that too is because you're not going to put faster people in the back and have the slower people like, and then it gets like a whole bottleneck situation, which I actually ran into during the princess one. Go check out the episode for that. Shout out to that. But yeah, so they put the faster people in the front, the slower people in the back. And like Shelby said, if you guys are new, you're going to be put towards the back. So you yeah. gotta, it's deciding and doing the math of, is this character worth it? Or like, should I skip it? Cause you don't have time to meet every single character. Not at all. No, not one bit. So you kind of like have an idea of the ones you want to meet. And I knew that I could meet Loki and Thor in the parks. And so even with the 10 K, even though it was Thor and Loki themed, I did not want to meet them on the course. And so uh-huh. I saved them for being in DCA when I wasn't sweaty and I could look kind of cute. I mean, it's Loki and Thor. Like, you gotta look cute for them. Well, and I was really, I was really like trying to look really good for my husband, Captain America. So it was nice. I was like, I was looking cute regardless, but like, I really had to look cute for Cap. Shelby so. and I send each other Captain America memes for sure. <laughs> so, we we love so him both. Memes. It was really funny because before the before the episode, um, Morgan, you messaged me on Insta, and you were like, "Hey, so just to confirm, your last name really is Rogers, right? Like, it's not a." 
<laughs> yes, it's for your Instagram. And I was like, my name really is Rogers. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not lying. <laughs> I'm like, you're just not like pretending to be married to Cap. Like, <laughs> no, I, get, I wouldn't I put it past you. I would not put it past you. And like you said, if, if you ever do get married, you don't need to change your name. So it's perfect. right. Oh my gosh. It, it makes the paperwork so easy. They'll never know. <laughs> yeah, they'll never know. So you're going to meet Thorn Loki in the parks where you're all cute and yeah. Captain America all dressed up. So we get to GCA. Um, I like iced on my legs after the race, showered, looked presentable. We got to DCA, started walking around the, you know, New York area. And I knew I had like a general idea of where Loki and Thor were meeting because it was like around the corner from Cap and Spider-Man. And so I wanted to make sure I hit everybody. So we did Spider-Man first and then we're in line. And it was a, it was a weird day for entertainment. I get it as someone who was a cast member. Like there are some days where you just don't know who calls in and sometimes people call out and that means characters become unavailable. And so Cap wasn't there for his first set. And things oh. happen. And I was just like, okay, well, we'll be in line for Thor and Loki. We get in line and it's just for Thor. And I'm starting to sweat like just a little bit because I'm like, okay, Thor's great, but like he's not my favorite and he's not the reason I'm here. So yes. I've got, you know, my, the metal is really cool. It's, it's double-sided. It's Mjolnir on one side and then Loki's helmet on the other. Ooh, that's and so cool. Okay. Please so send sick. in the picture of that. Yeah. It's on our website, you guys. <laughs> and so um, I've got like the medals clearly turned toward Loki and I'm just like a lot of other girls in line are also definitely there for Loki I felt bad for Thor at this point honestly because <laughs> no one was there to see him like, everyone wanted to see Loki Loki has a very strong female fan base like I feel like it's Cap and Loki are like the two main ones that Marvel girls go after oh for and sure and when I say go after I mean go after go, go after <laughs> I have been a fan of Tom Hiddleston for a long time. Him as an actor, he's one of like the top three people I would leave my boyfriend for. And, <laughs> and, like, Hopefully Loki. he doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. He knows. He he is very much aware. He He's like, it's Chris Evans and Michael B. Jordan, who is off limits yeah. now. Like he's in a relationship. So that oh, he doesn't worry about that. And then it's Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> and so Hamilton already he's knows. He's okay with this. He's, he's accepted with it. it. He's accepted the fate. Yeah honestly so, if i was him i'd be like if you can get those like if you don't go to them then i'm going to be mad at you <laughs> almost exactly what he said oh my gosh <laughs> sidebar does he have a celebrity or character that if the, the situation was reversed that you'd be like 100%. okay that's fine i've asked him this so many times and he always says like no i don't really know and then he pauses mm-hmm. this is gonna be really weird he's a huge horror fan and so Vera Farmiga from the Conjuring movies, who plays the wife, that is who he would leave me for. She's older, but like oh. she's gorgeous. And I think Kate Blanchett might actually be on his list too, which I respect. Yeah, she's awesome. We were talking about it earlier. Cinderella, the stepmother. Perfect. And also as Hella. The fact that she can do both of those villains and make them so different. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. She's, she's oh. amazing. I think those are his too. <laughs> but um, I was just like really, I think all of the girls in line for meeting Thor and Loki were really just there for Loki. And some of them had run the 10K. So we were kind of swapping race stories. A lot of women in line 
had not though. And so it was just really interesting to be like, oh yeah, I ran, you know, I ran six miles this morning and they were like, that's disgusting. And I was like, but it wasn't. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> I've showered since then. I showered. I look, I look presentable. I'm sorry. You'd never know unless you heard me walking and complaining and going, right. ow, ow, ow. <laughs> so we're in line and it's like inching closer and closer. And like you've been in character meet and greets before where oh, you're yes. expecting someone else to come out and you never know. And so you don't know if you should let the person behind you go in front of you to like space it out more and just trying to manipulate the situation yeah. to get the best result. <laughs> and so I was like, we'd already asked the cast member who's at the, the end of the line. And we're just like, is Loki going to come out? And he was like, he should. I don't know why he's not out, honestly. Literally, like the group in front of us walked up to Thor and took their pictures and had their interaction. And then we're like walking away. And then the like, I guess, break room door or side door opened and Loki strolls on out as if he owns the joint. And I, like, my jaw dropped because I was just like, this is the luckiest day of my whole life. <laughs> he was waiting till all those crazy girls left and for you, yeah, just for you just to be for up me. there. And so Carmen, like, grabs my arm and I was like, this is your birthday wish. Like, what the heck? This is amazing. And, <laughs> and she was just as big a fan as Loki as you? Oh, yeah. She she really just wanted to see me, like, freak out over all the characters, though. Because it was funny when, when I finally did get to meet Cap. She, like, shoved me forward and, like, took my phone and took a bunch of pictures. And she was like... Good friend. You, yeah, she was like, you were blushing and swooning. She was like, I've never seen this side of you. Because, like... <laughs> I'm not, She's a good wing woman. Yeah, I'm not like a super like girly girl. <laughs> so for me mm-hmm. to swoon over somebody, she was the Lord. You're like, I'm smitten. It's fine. Yeah. Don't mind me. It's okay. <laughs> um, but Loki like strolled up with Thor in tow and he was like, oh, what's this? And he picks up my medal, like off my neck, just grabs it. And I'm like, oh. You're like, oh, yeah. hi. <laughs> I was like, I ran. I ran a few miles today and earned this medal of favor and it had your token on it. So I just thought I'd come say hi. And Thor goes, huh, weird. Looks like it's the wrong side and like flips it over to the Mjolnir side. And I was like, oh, no, actually, I'm here for your brother and flipped it back. And Loki was like, oh, my dear, come here and like grabs my arm and just like caresses it and like walks me over to the the photo stand or whatever and Thor's like sulking and we were talking about taking over the world and he was oh like oh my god he was like do you have any plans Thor being a tomorrow? good wingman <laughs> yeah Thor was just like that's fine I'm here I get that I'm not like the guy and then what was funnier is that Thor walked up to Carmen after I got my pictures he was like but you fair maiden you must be here for Thor and she was like actually and Loki was like score two for two (laughs) (laughs) I love the banter between the two of them they're so funny they're so funny together it's it's very different if you just get one or the other even if it is just Loki Mm -hmm. but when they're together and being playful it's so much fun and being a Disneyland local at the time I have seen them do get help before I'm so jealous I would love for them to do get help obviously it's not full effect but you know (laughs) you get the general idea well like we watched them a little bit watching the couple families who were coming in after us just to see more of the interaction because they are so funny together 
there were there was a family with like two boys and oh perfect the older one was like definitely a comic book person because he came right up to loki and he goes how did you turn your brother into a frog (laughs) and i was like this child like that's such a fun thing that happens in the comics that's never happened in the movies and i'm like you've been raised well good job child oh (laughs) my gosh and he's like i'm trying to figure out how to do it to my brother (laughs) yeah and like this little five-year-old's like i don't know frogs (laughs) you know like he doesn't know that his brother wants to turn him into a frog so (laughs) That is so cute. Yeah. They, honestly, like even if you're not going to meet them, they're so fun to watch. We'd mentioned earlier, like I've seen them do get help. And I've also seen Thor like take the little barricade that's on the side, you know, to make sure people don't cut the line or mm-hmm. whatever. It's kind of their little designated area. He's taken it and he's gone one Asgard, two Asgard. And he's like doing like, um, what's it called? Bicep curls with it. And I'm just like thousand Asgard. And I'm just like, oh my God, stop. Like and even when they're interacting with somebody that they're talking to, but also interacting with the crowd at the same time like this child thinks that rocket is i don't i don't know i can't think of something right now but he, they like interact with both and get everybody around involved and it's such a show honestly they are two divas it's like two two different divas on the same side of the deep mm. point honestly <laughs> yes the people that get to hang out with thor and loki have to be really good friends Outside of work, or they, like a friend from work. To, yeah, <laughs> he's, a, he's a friend from, from work. From work. <laughs> they, oh I God, feel like they good. would have to be. Uh, with a cherry on top of just closing out with how it made you feel of just like almost seeing the God, almost not seeing him, but then doing it, and after ma- doing such a great accomplishment, like how did it, this all make you feel? You know, it gave me all of the energy and strength to get through the half marathon the next day. Because I was like, I got to see both of my men. I got to see Cap and I got to see Loki at the same time, you know, like within 30 minutes of each other. But like Loki in true Loki fashion, being late was what really made it for me. And I was like, you knew, you knew that I was here. And and here you are, came out just in time. And you could just visualize them as you run towards that finish line. Oh, yeah. Final boss balloon, ladies. (laughs) For sure. Shelby, thank you so much for coming on my podcast and sharing your most magical moment. Um, where can people find you? Um, you can follow me on Instagram. My handle's at Shelby Sphere. That's Shelby S-H-E-L-B-Y Sphere, like the 3D object. Um, <laughs> I thought it was clever when I made it eons ago. So <laughs> I just kind of started. Hey. It is clever. It is. You can also follow along with our podcast. It's 321 Play. You can find us on Apple or Spotify. And we've got an Instagram. Oh, yeah. At 321 Play Studio. Awesome. And again, like I said, all the links can be in the show notes if you guys want to follow Shelby and her podcast. And wait, look for, um, be sure to subscribe to hers as well because I'm going to be on her show. We're going to talk all Disney princesses and I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. (laughs) Well, Shelby, thank you so much for coming on. It was so great having you. I had a blast. Thanks for having me. hope you guys enjoyed this interview with Shelby and all of her amazing memories she's had at the Disney parks. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to help support us, if you could go to Apple Podcasts to leave us a review, it truly helps this podcast out and new people discover us. 
Again, we have episodes every Monday and Thursday, so be sure to subscribe so you never miss a single episode. And lastly, if you have a magical moment that you would like to share, please go to jessamagic.com and click on the share your magic button to submit your story to possibly be read on the show. But until next time, bye. Bye.